Hi and welcome to Learning Development 101. I'm your host Joe and today it's just me again and we're going to be talking about motivation. Now when I talk motivation I don't mean as in necessarily bringing energy to a room because that's a perhaps a different style of motivation and, and who knows maybe we'll cover off in, in some of these uh, examples that we're going to go through. Um, when I talk motivation I'm talking intrinsic or extrinsic motivation okay so internal or external motivation now just to kind of clarify a little bit so internal motivation comes from within and it refers to um, when you do something for its own sake because it's something that you believe in um, something that you're interested in or it's something that you have a, a vested interest in. Extrinsic or external first to external factors that drive you to do something. Um, so, for example, you could be motivated by external rewards or negative consequences. Um, Extrinsic motivators are temporary in nature. So they're best used for short to medium term projects. Now, I'm not saying you need to, you know, apply a lot of negative motivators, you know, punishments, etc. Um, I'm saying we need to perhaps change the way we think about motivation. Okay, and let's let's just go into it a little bit more around this. So let's start with the internal motivations. Okay, intrinsic. Um, there are sort of five types of internal motivation. Um, there's a, a learning motivation or, or competence, uh, an attitude motivation, achievements, creative, and physiological. So if we we start with the the learning one. Um, it's basically, a, you know, you're, you're driven by the act of learning, okay? You want to try and achieve something, um, and it's exciting because you've never done it before, okay? You want to learn a new skill or improve an existing one. Uh, an example of this would be um, someone is driven by the pursuit of knowledge. Uh, for them, constant studying and learning motivate them every day. Attitude motivation, if you have within you a, a love of being positive or spreading positivity, you know, making everyone happy or feel good, that's attitude. Okay? You seek out activities that kind of allow you to do that. And to, to be fair, I think a lot of what L&D is, or at least those of us who fall into L&D, um, that's us to, to a T, you know. An example is um, a, a learning trainer uh, helps people have fun uh, during their sessions with uh, great attitude and uh, motivates them to uh, come into work every day. That's, that's us, that, that's what we do. Now, 
achievement motivation, as the title says, is, you know, you're not necessarily thinking about, about the reward. Um, you just kind of want to cross that finish line. You know, you get the satisfaction of the accomplishment itself. So, um, you know, as an example, a, um, a professional athlete uh, wants to um, to win a, a race. You know, regardless of the prize or the title, it's the ultimate goal and makes their struggles worth it. Now, creation, yeah, you find yourself being motivated by thinking outside the box, okay, being creative in solutions or um, artistic pursuits. Um, It comes from a freedom of expression. you're, You're the happiest when people like you stretch your legs. Um, a sort of uh, example to this is, is rather the negative side is that you feel very suffocated when you are being micromanaged. Um, you know, as creative people, which I believe this job is very much about, we are happiest when we have freedom or autonomy to um, complete uh, a project how we how we choose. You know, we get that that goal. Um, you know. We're going from A to B, but how we get there is our discretion. I think that's what we really love about being within this uh, this space. Uh, and finally, um, physiological. Now, this one doesn't typically apply to um, to the learning environment. Uh, this is pretty much like meeting basic needs, so biological needs like food and water, um, things that are evolutionary uh, rather than um, non-evolutionary, I couldn't think of another word for that, to be honest. Um, Something that basically falls under um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Okay, so that's physiological motivation. Um, Now, that's our internal motivations. That's what we use to motivate ourselves internally. Um, Now, externally, there are probably a few factors that drive our behavior in this. Um, first one is incentive motivation. Uh, second is fear, power, social. Those are the four sort of key external motivators. Now, incentive, it's all about rewards. Okay. You do well, you get rewarded. Okay. Like a mouse with cheese. Um, you are motivated by the outcome of the task, not the task itself. Okay. So if you are perhaps um, under a lot of pressure to, to get something done. After a, uh, a successful project, you know, you motivate yourself by going out for dinner. You know, it's the, the reward of, of going out for dinner that gets you motivated more than the actual uh, work for the project itself. Now, I kind of uh, touched on the second one uh, a little bit um, right at the start, and that's fear. Now. When we talk about fear, it's very much all about the the undesirables, the undesirable outcomes. You know, you don't want to fail. Um, so you want to kind of avoid a negative thing happening 
or a bad thing happening okay um so perhaps a fear would be that you are um being assessed on your ability to handle a project and if you were to fail the project you um wouldn't be given any sort of promotion or you would be uh, demoted in the sense um, or it would show that you are not capable to do your job so you would no longer be suitable for that job now power motivation is very unique in our space um, it's normal to want to control your own life but some people take it a step further okay they want to control other people um there are you know many types of power um, and these can be used for you know nefarious or uh altruistic reasons um you know just a, a quick way to sort of give you an understanding of it like um you know legitimate power reward power extra power reference referent power and coercive okay so those are um, sort of like the five um, main types of power um, that's not uh, typically big in our job I mean it might be if um, you know perhaps you want to control the L&D department for example um, or you want to dictate what people learn um, it's very rare within our, our field of work, but it, you know it exists and it is there. And lastly, there's there's that social motivation. Now, this is all about being accepted into the social group. Um, you know, you're motivated by what others think. Okay, so you know you'll spend time uh, learning skills. Um, you know, like active listening. Um, or empathy, so you can build stronger friendships. You know, you want people to like you. So those are the, the sort of two main categories of, of motivation, so internal and external. There is a, a third one uh, with family, um, but we're just focusing on these two um, for the moment. Now, how do we use these within our working space how do we use these to motivate others well let's go go right back to that internal motivation and our attitude now let's be real everyone who joins the company has either joined for a paycheck or because they were unhappy in their old job um, or they've been referred by someone in the company and, you know, they've been told it's a, you know, it's a good place to work for. Um, you know, we all have our, our negatives and, and what have you. Um, but we're, we're pretty much the first people that really interact that's not paper related or, you know, document related or HR related, you know, like we are a face to a business we are a entryway into how they progress 
from here. So if, you know, we are kind of negative in the way we, we talk about the company or about certain situations, it doesn't go down so well. Even that, that initial greeting, you know, every day when you walk into that, that training room, um, you know, you, you put a, a bit of a smile on, you put a bit of energy because, you know, people are here to do a job and unfortunately they have to come through our, our department to do that job. I mean, it's, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm kind of positive with, with my opening of, of the show. Um, but, you know, if I really wanted to, to push it, you know, it would be like, you know, hey, welcome to Learning Development 101. I'm your host, Joe. And today we are going to learn about, you know, there's a bit much sometimes. So be very careful with, with the level, but positivity in a, in a genuine sense, you know, like goes a long way. And, and I think a lot of um, new staff, trainees, newbies, whatever you want to call them, they pick up on it, um, especially negativity. I think a lot of people always pick up on negativity. Um, so when it comes to attitude motivation, just keep in mind that you don't need to force like serious positivity. Like you don't need to be happy-go-lucky all the time. You just need to be a little bit upbeat. Now, I would, you know, we would all love for everyone to be interested in learning. It would make our lives so much easier. It would make our jobs so much easier. Um, but when it comes to people wanting to learn, there needs to be space and um sort of an environment for that to happen you know if there is perhaps something that's a potential for people to learn let's say they've been at the company for a little while and you know there's an opportunity for them to grow and such you know that's that's maybe what they want um i would always double check within your business as to what people can learn um, and how far they can actually go so as an example would be the um would be the um, chance to attend external training sessions or perhaps um, apprenticeships that might go a long way in, um, you know, working for that, that sort of motivational side of things. And I would put it to every one of you to ask people coming through your training or any workshops you're hosting, what it is that motivates them. Because if they can identify their own motivational needs, well, we can facilitate that. So I'll put it, like I say, I'll put it to you. I want you to ask anyone coming through your training session, maybe set aside a little bit extra time right at the start to identify what motivates people. So if you're, you know, setting up the, the timings or anything, just say, okay, well, you know, the session usually takes 45 minutes. It's now going to take 55 minutes or an hour. And that first 10, 15 minutes, we are going to find out what motivates you. Now, it might take a bit of work, especially, you know, from that first session. 
But going forward, we can look at tracking people's motivations, you know, or tailoring things specific to to their motivations. You know, you may have, say, 50% of your workforce that, you know, really wants to learn something, but they don't know how to go about it, or they, they don't really want to sort of kick off that stone to start the process of learning something new. And then you'll have like, you know, the, you know, 25% of, of your learners who, you know, the, you know, they want to try it, they want to see what they can do, what they can um, lead the way with. And then, and then you'll have like 25% of um, people who just don't want to do it. And that's fine, you know, if they don't want to do it, that's fine, they've got their own motivations, you know, they might be just be there for a paycheck, that's fine. But building up that understanding of how people um, are motivated, it can change the way in how we deliver things. So if people are motivated purely by the um, the learning aspect of it, you know, wanting to learn a new skill or something, bunch of those people together, get them together in a room and they will give you one of the best training sessions you have ever had because they are there, they will engage, they will be active. Those who are perhaps um, motivated by the social aspects of it, again, put them in a room. They will perhaps put a new spin on something, a new way to, to think about it. Um, and, you know, it, you know, it might not work. I'm kind of spitballing a little bit here, but we can always see what we can come up with. Now, obviously, we're going to try and want to avoid the whole power learning or like power motivation, because, you know, let's face it, no one really wants to encourage um, deceptiveness and deviousness to um, reach those goals. Um, but, yeah, I mean, creativity is, is, is probably the best way to go. Um, give people a chance to express themselves. A chance to learn in a way that is conducive to them, or to just you know be be free. So a couple of ways to kind of you know use motivation, if you will, um, you know goal setting, concentrate on your goals, you know tell people about your goals. That, that's a bit of an iffy one because sometimes it's you know telling people about your goals holds you accountable, but then sometimes telling people about your goals can make you not want to achieve those goals um, because, you know, some people get a lot of negative feedback. Create some sort of reward system. I don't know how easy that is in your your line of work um, or your, your business, rather, your, your company that you work for. Um, you know, maybe it's you have a, a learner of the month and, you know, they get something out of like uh, a rewards kitty. So, you know, £50 in vouchers or, you know, a night out, just whatever you can, you can swing. Now tracking progress. Um, I'm, pro I'm personally not a big fan. Um, because it can also act as a reminder of how far you've to go. So, and especially when you start comparing it to other people, it can be so demoralizing um, to see that someone has, you know, done 50 hours worth of learning this week. Um, whereas you've only done one, you know, 
it's it, that can just you know put me off completely. Um, staying active. Now, there's the two parts I said. There's the physically active and then there's the mentally active. Okay. I currently work at a claim center. Okay. And doing the same same job over and over can be very hard. And you know, it's not a challenge. It's not you know, once you get into that rhythm, it's not a challenge. You just follow the motions. So staying mentally active, you know, switching it up a little bit, trying to engage other people and, and learning, you know, new things from them is very good for my psychological need. Um, but it's also potentially great for those people as well, because they are having to think about certain things or, you know, bring something else to the table rather than just sit there, listen to me, regurgitate information and um, move on with their life. Whereas if they're participating in it, it's like, oh, they've actually got to, got to think and, and give up information. So, yeah, it all comes down to, can you motivate? Because we can have all the best intentions in the world. We can say to ourselves, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm positive. I've got all this, um, this energy, you know, or I'm, I'm setting goals for people to reach, but you have to be able to motivate. And, and by that, I mean, you have to control a room. You've got to engage people in a way that's suitable for them. You know, someone who is perhaps uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit shy or timid, you know, calling them out on the first day and, and getting them to, you know, stand in front of their class, you know, that's, that's not motivating for them. That's not going to work. If anything, that's going to draw them back into themselves even more. So maybe for those people, you you put them within a group activity um, where they can interact on a, a slightly smaller level. Um, you know, that's that's what you've got to do. You've got to be able to understand those wants, those needs. And perhaps on a future episode, we will talk about um, delivering material or sessions to those of um, specialist needs. So uh, ADHD, for example, uh, those on the autism spectrum, um, and depending on on your line of work, those with with physical disabilities, um, because that can have a a big impact on people. Those struggling with with mental health, you know, how do we bring them into the classroom? How do we bring that person into a environment that they can? Um, sort of relax into a little bit more or not feel so pressured. That's definitely a, a, a food for thought for, for future episodes. Um, so yeah, so that's that's all about a bit of motivation for, for me. Um, and if anyone's interested, I personally like to motivate through puns. Um, I love a good pun in my classrooms or training sessions, whatever you want to call them. Um, I find everyone loves a good chuckle, you know, or, you know, a, a, a typical dad joke. Okay. I will deliver, you know, one or two of those a day. Um, 
and it just lightens the mood and people relax hopefully um and it just brings them out of their shells a little bit so ladies and gentlemen thank you uh, very much for tuning in today um i always appreciate you you tuning in and um yeah, if you ever want to reach out, please do so. You can, you know, reach out to the show uh, via email at lnd101podcast at gmail.com. We have a, an Instagram page, uh, Learning and Development 101. Check us out, follow us, you know, get notified when, when a new episode is released. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn if you want. Um, or if you want to support the show on Patreon, it's patreon.com uh, slash learningdevelopment101. Um, this episode is... Uh, in partnership with uh, Enably, uh, Enably is a um, learning experience platform uh, that meets quite a lot of needs, especially the uh, interactive needs. So, uh, if you want to hear more about Enably, um, I have mentioned it in my partnership announcement episode. Um, but just reach out to me; I'll gladly have a, a conversation with you about it. If you're in the market for a new um, learning experience platform or learning management system, um, it's really, really good. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, and I will catch you all in the next episode. See you for now.